2: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: Steve and Larson! Don't you
3: dare be sour! Clap! For yourselves, and feel the power, yes.
4: And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve (laughs)
3: Larson. Hey, friend Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going and Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. It's a throwback, Larson. Do you remember if we watched SmackDown Episode 1 uh-huh.
4: together? Yeah, uh, it was August 99, 99- maybe not together. I remember watching it. I don't remember if we watched it together though. I remember point, watching it as well. At that point, I think we'd already moved out of our first apartment. We had, yes, we had by so then. So I don't know if
3: we were probably back in LA though.
4: Yeah, because school would have started by. Then. Yeah, you were living in the house, and I was living with Jeff. No, I wasn't. Ninety-nine. I was living with Jeff, and you were an RA. Uh oh! Was
3: that how it went? Yeah, that is how it went. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I pro- I might have come over to your house and watched that. I don't yeah, know. that's possible. Anyways, I'll never forget the image of Shawn Michaels in like a, a like a college girls volleyball uniform looking thing as referee, and then he turned on The Rock. And help Triple H, what was it, regain or retain his title? I think retain. I retain think his retain. title. Yeah. On the very first episode of SmackDown, I thought it was kind of cool. So, yeah, throwback SmackDown. I thought it had a cool vibe. Uh, they had the digital fist. I thought that was pretty rad. Um, I thought it was, it was just a big mishmash. It was like Rawgate out of control where, like, a ton of different aesthetics that could all be considered throwback were just thrown into one pot
4: and, uh, yeah. and stirred around. I thought it was fun. Well, here's the thing too is 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 I guess it's obvious that w, WWE didn't take the phrase throwback Smackdown literally. Yeah. Because there was references, I mean like most of the references on the show predated Smackdown. Like the graphic template they used was from the
3: 80s. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah.
4: Smackdown debuted in August of 99. Yeah. You know, they didn't go back to the original graphics from Smackdown. They they made some stuff up. And After Effects or something mm-hmm. that looks like something that could have come from the 80s. They had uh, Ico Pro commercial, uh, WWE Superstars ice cream commercial, early 90s mm-hmm. references yeah. there. So, uh, you know, once, once once you saw the graphics, it's like, okay, what they're throwing back to pre-Smackdown. Yeah, yeah. You know, once I saw that, I was like, all right, this is pre-Smackdown. This is just generic throwback WWE programming. It's fine. Yeah, They're, they gave you yeah. the digital fist. It's fine.
3: The digital fist. They had the refs wearing the blue. I love the blue SmackDown uh, polos. Yeah, those, they do had look,
4: those do look nice.
3: A lot of great uh throwback uh memories, which I thought was fun. Michael Cole wearing his old denim, uh Pat McAfee going early Vince. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, they they emphasized throwback mainly as opposed to like a SmackDown specific throwback. Yes. I would have appreciated they did have uh they mocked up like a, a video. Intro from like an old school SmackDown, but with like current superstars on their Twitter. And I thought it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Yeah, I'm kind of
4: surprised they didn't open the show with that.
3: It would have been really neat. I don't know if there was like a licensing music thing because I think they used like licensed music back then. Maybe. Uh, Maybe that's why they wouldn't have done it. It would have been cool if they did because it looked really, really cool. But, you know, WWE, it's like they save some of their cool stuff for social media. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Because that's how people consume the product these days.
4: Digital, go do this. And and then broadcast. And they do
3: something awesome. awesome. And Kevin Dunn's like, "Eh, can't we just do 80s? Anyway. I know. I just imagine that's his voice.
4: Um, Yeah. So so, it was a fun episode. It was. Let's talk the two uh, major developments. Uh, One, Cesaro's getting his title shot. uh, Thanks to defeating Seth Rollins. uh, With some uh, help inadvertently from the returning... Jimmy Uso, last Mm -hmm. we saw Jimmy, was at Hell in a Cell when uh, Roman put him in the guillotine Mm -hmm. um, in in an effort to, uh, well, I don't know if that was his intent necessarily, but it led to Jay quitting for it was an I quit match. Um, And then after that, uh, he had to acknowledge Roman. Otherwise, he couldn't be part of the family again.
3: Yeah, it's amazing what happens when, and I know in this case, it was, you know, Jimmy hasn't, hadn't been cleared Uh, and so, you know, at at this point he is, and so he's made his return, but you know, I do appreciate that. It seems like I would imagine if, uh, whoever's writing this, if it is Paul Heyman, uh, understood that, Hey, Jimmy would be coming back at some point. Let's figure out what we're going to do with him in advance. And, you know, October was seven months ago. And, you know, it's great that they can go back and reference that stuff. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, they got some long term stuff and it rewards the viewer for keeping, you know, uh, for keeping up with the two for the two million of us who watch SmackDown every week. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I feel like that would probably be a bigger number if they did this across the board with their entire product is, you know, keep us keep us roped in. You know, oh, what's going to happen when Jimmy comes back. And so Jimmy comes back. um, Look, I think you and I probably are going to agree on where this is going to end up. Jimmy acknowledging Roman.
4: Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, what I imagine will probably happen is Jimmy will be forced to acknowledge Roman or circumstances will force him to acknowledge yeah. Roman. For example, we saw a little bit tonight at the end. Cesaro goes after Jay. It's obvious that Jimmy wants nothing to do with Roman. However, Jay is his brother. He's going to go help his brother. So whether this Cesaro storyline... Kind of forces Jimmy's hand to align with Roman just so he can have his brothers back. It's I mean it's going to go one of two ways, and the end result's the same. Either Jimmy acknowledges Roman and then he's the one that instigates Jay to break apart, or we skip the acknowledgement part. He is the one that motivates. Jay to split apart from Roman. I mean, that's the end game regardless.
3: Yeah, I, I, I think that they're going to be a whole faction. I think that they're going to hold it. I think this, this is my this is my premonition. I, I think, think so, too, and that's why I drafted the Usos in our, our draft because I expected that to happen. Cool. Uh, the Mysterios, who are going to get the tag titles at WrestleMania Backlash, which is why I drafted probably. them, uh, are going to end up losing them to the Usos when this is said and done, and they will be part of Roman's faction. That is going to be a fact. And I I just wonder, the question is, how are they going to make Jimmy's acknowledgement of Roman not be a copy and paste of Jay's? That's the big question, is and how I are they going to get creative with that? I because that's I, going I, to happen.
4: Yeah, and I think, I, I think Jay is going to be the one where Jimmy's loyalty, love of Jay, is going to end up superseding whatever his feelings are about Roman. Mm-hmm. I think. And, and again, it could be a situation where whether he vocalizes this or not, uh, maybe for him, the end game is, OK, I'm going to join. I'll play along. First opportunity we get, we're out of there. You know, he, he might kind of do a covert mission, infiltrate uh, that faction to try to pull his brother out.
3: Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I I want this to be like I honestly want Roman's faction to expand. I mean, he's a mob boss. That's the deal. He's a mob boss. And uh and Roman's uh Jay is his right hand man, he's his he's his muscle. Um and and I want I want this to be a big mob type operation, you know, like an NWO that surrounds Roman essentially, and then it all comes crashing down on him eventually. Um, and then they turn him face, and he's great. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But I think uh, in the end, you know, by the time SummerSlam rolls around, for sure, maybe even no, not Money in the Bank, we're going to have uh, a new tag. We're going to have the Usos be tag
4: champions, and uh, and they're going to be falling in line with Roman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro had a good showing for himself tonight, had the really fun match against Seth Rollins. Uh, Teddy Long returned to kind of be the, the general manager of SmackDown for the night since Adam Pierce apparently wasn't there. Uh, Sonia Deville then bestowed those powers upon Teddy Long, and uh, he made the match, uh, the stipulation for the match, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. If Cesaro wins, he gets the title shot. Of course, first thing Seth says, what about me if I win? <laughs> Which was great. So Cesaro ends up getting the W. And then while the stuff's going down at the end of the show between Jay and Jimmy, Uh, out uh, on the foot of the ramp. Cesaro takes that opportunity to attack Roman, and uh, Jimmy is trying to keep Jay from getting involved. Doesn't do a very good job of it. Jay gets in there. Cesaro takes it to him, and Jimmy's like, all right, I got to help my brother out. Gets in the ring. He gets it from Cesaro, too. Cesaro dulls out some uh, 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 neutralizers. Another segment where if crowd was there, they would have eaten this up. This would have been huge. Dude, I know. I know.
3: I know this was this was a this was a really fun smackdown with that with that stuff. And I'm so glad that they roped in Seth. It, it the only thing that the only thing that sort of I'm not going to say puts me off, but that does throw me a little bit for a loop is that when you see an interaction between two guys who have such a history together. And now they are basically different characters from the last time we saw them interact You know, I mean, they had a little bit of interaction last week, but since Seth's been the Messiah, and since Roman's been the head of the table, we haven't seen them alone in a room, one-on-one talking. Till tonight. till tonight. And when they do that, and they're two completely different people than they were before, it just feels like, it's like, oh yeah, this is wrestling, where people completely change who they are. And it would have been interesting to see them reference that a little bit more Seth, than they did. Seth
4: referenced it last week.
3: What did he you say didn't last, watch week? last week? Oh, yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. I I have, yeah, I have, just I watched my, the main I, event. I oh, okay. I have my
4: history with Roman or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm not the exact verbiage. I can find it if you want. But mm-hmm. uh, he he did reference the mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, obviously he knows Roman.
3: Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, well, there you go. I didn't watch. I just watched the main event last week. Uh, so yeah, that was uh that was interesting. And I love that they rope Seth into it. I'm sure he'll come into play somehow at some point with all this. Probably a backlash. Um, Probably a backlash. I wouldn't mind Seth being, I would not mind at all Seth being Roman's next opponent at some point. Do a heel versus heel thing. You don't need Seth to turn face. Just do a heel versus heel thing.
4: So, uh, last week, prior to the main event, they had a bunch of people, uh, current superstars, former superstars, give their predictions for the main event. Oh, okay. Daniel Bryan or, or Roman Reigns. is one of the, the first one was Seth Rollins, and he, he's talking about the match, and he says, my prediction tonight, despite my own history with Roman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. He picked Daniel Bryan to win. Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
3: But to see them, I guess my point is not necessarily they're erasing their history. It's that. They're like two completely different people. And yeah. that and you only kind of get that in wrestling. You know, it's like you can get that in other forms of fiction and long form TV series. But like usually like there's more of an evolution in wrestling. It's like the one thing where somebody just has a turn. It's like all oh, of a yeah, sudden the they're line, like know, a different person. And so you have yeah. these two dramatic character shifts with these two guys separately. And they're in the same room together. It's like two completely different characters who were once, you know, brothers, family, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It would have been interesting to see that a bit referenced a bit more in their dialogue. You can always sort of read it between them with their with their body language and subtext. It would have been interesting to hear them reference. Yeah, it I mean like verbally. in that
4: their inter- the interaction tonight. It was you know Seth. Seth was comfortable in, in Roman's presence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's you yeah. know. Yeah. And and, and even Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay is not comfortable in Roman's presence. Jay is you know? not comfortable at all. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, in, in terms of body language. Yeah, you, you know, uh, it's something as subtle and simple as that.
3: Well, Seth, you're right. It's because Seth's not intimidated by him, perhaps because he knows him so damn well. You know, and he has been, as Maggie here in chat says, they have been equals. You know, they have mm-hmm. always been equals. Um, and Seth has gotten the best of Roman at times. Yep. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, so let's just go ahead and dive into it. It's throwback. I mentioned, uh, you know, we already talked about the graphics basically predate SmackDown, but whatever they oh, did yeah, the, by, they, by a good decade. By a good decade, they did the CG uh, fist, which was pretty cool. Uh, we start out. Okay, so the first yeah throwback was from the very first SmackDown. Triple H HBK helping him out uh, with the super kick to the Rock. Cole's got the throwback denim shirt. McAfee's uh, got the early Vince uh, reference. The blue blazer. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so Roman, Heyman, and Jay come out. Heyman starts off. He offers up a 10-bell salute to eulogize the career of Daniel Bryan. He says, but Mr. Timekeeper, you know, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And he does the most obnoxious ding. ding yeah. Roman ding, almost ten laughed t- on that first Roman one. did laugh. <laughs> he was chuckling. It was hilarious. And... uh And then Roman uh, gets on the mic and he says, unlike Daniel Bryan, I'm a man of my word. I did what I said I'd do. I put everything on my back and I carried it. And because of this, you should acknowledge me. He's talking to the non-existent crowd. Celebrate me. I always want to give you what you want. I give Fox what they want. Smackdown, even Daniel Bryan, what he wanted. He didn't want to be here. I smashed him, pinned him, got rid of him. If he wanted to be here, all he had to do was acknowledge me. With his absence, we've replaced him with someone who will acknowledge me. And then Jimmy Uso interrupts.
4: Yeah, he's back. He's, he's back. back. Uh, well, I think he interrupted. I think of the situation that was who Roman was bringing out as the man to replace Daniel Bryan. I didn't interpret that as, as Jimmy interrupting, per se. Uh,
3: uh,
4: wait, what? What's that? I said you, said, you just said Jimmy interrupted. And I said, I didn't take Jimmy coming out then as an interruption. I thought that was. No, Roman I'm sorry. Yeah, no, his, his music then hit is what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Later yeah. on, he definitely interrupts. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So Jimmy Uso's back. He hits the ring. He gives Jay a hug, gives Roman a hug, gives Paul a hug. And then their celebration is interrupted by Cesaro. He goes, whoa, hold on. Roman, did you just say that you found someone to replace Daniel Bryan? You can never replace Daniel Bryan. He says, but I don't have time for you tonight. I got my match with Seth Rollins. He gets blasted from behind by Seth. Uh, they brawl on the floor. There's refs and producers out to break it up. That's when Teddy Long comes out, uh, says that he had power uh, granted on uh, to him by Adam Pearce tonight. Um, and it says if Cesaro, uh, if you beat Seth, you'll get the title shot at Backlash. So Cesaro gets the ring ready for his match. Roman blasts him from behind, knocks him out of the ring, and then Seth Pushes them into the ring steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, we got, and then we got the Ico Pro commercial.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's a N G I.com. Uh,
3: after that, we had uh, Rollins versus Cesaro. Uh, I mean, these guys have just amazing chemistry Great stuff. About mid-match or towards the finish, rather, uh, Jay tries to help out. Seth says, hey, back up. I'm not Roman. I don't need your help. (laughs) And then uh, while the ref is distracted by Cesaro uh, trying to go out, uh, Jimmy hits a super kick on Seth because Seth had sort of pushed Jay over. Uh, Cesaro uh, fun splashes onto Jimmy uh, from the ring, gets back in with Seth, hits a uh, neuralizer for three Uh, And picks up the win there So he gets his shot Against Mm -hmm. the head of the table
4: Yeah and then we come back from commercial And Seth is yelling at Roman backstage He's blaming Jimmy for costing him the match He's wondering if he he should be upset with the Usos or if he should be upset With Roman and Roman says Yes my cousins did mess up And so did you Seth by losing Now I gotta face Cesaro But I'll handle my business against him And I'll handle my cousins too And Seth says alright we're cool then But if you don't handle your cousins, I will. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: After that, we had another throwback moment. It was uh, this was a great one. Just a terrific one. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Booker T in a throwback moment at the grocery store. Oh, great. It was awesome. It was so terrific. Uh, After that, we had uh, Teddy Long and Sony Deville backstage. Uh, Sony said she was happy when she found out Teddy Long was going to be working with her, probably because she can't stand Adam Pearce. Uh, and then Sammy comes in; he's really happy to see Teddy because he's an outsider now. He's not involved in this massive conspiracy, and he asks him for a match for the Intercontinental Championship. And Teddy says, uh, "Afraid not, play Tonight you're going to be going one on one with the Undertaker." <laughs> Sammy says ah, he says, that's right. So I'll, I'll do you one better. He says, you get one on the Sam. He says, ah, I don't know if that's better. He's retired, Teddy. And he says, okay. Well, tonight you get the tag team. You get to tag with Apollo. And he's like, what? That's not better. I want his intercontinental championship. And he's like against, he's going to be tagging against Kevin Owens, Big E and Shinsuke Nakamura and the street profits. And he's like, well, that's like two on five. And he's like, that's right. Play it. It's a 10 man tag match. It's like, well, who are my partners? And Sony reminds him it's Otis and Gable and, and King Booker. There's no King Corbin. So, uh, Teddy, uh, starts dancing, says, uh, uh, Sammy starts dancing too. And Sony Deville starts dancing too. It was was actually a really,
4: really fun segment. It was, it was a charming segment. Uh, after that Roman, he's lecturing the Usos in his private locker room. Uh, he tells Jimmy, Hey, I brought you back, put the spotlight on you. And what do you do? You come back and you screw up. Now I got to clean up your mess. Says Jay and I had a good thing going, but uh, then Jimmy says, Roman, uh, you won't be talking to me like you talked to Jay. I'm not anyone's bitch. And then he walks out. And Roman tells Jay, go handle it. Jay nods his head. Out he goes. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, Then we had a very short match between Ruby Riot and Carmella uh, that saw Carmella, after a series of, of roll ups from each of them, lock in the code of silence to get the win. Yeah, I thought that was a it
3: was a nifty little out of nowhere finish. I just wish that they would have let this match go like I know ten minutes. You know, I, know. I mean, I know. dude. If you get if you have a once you get a crowd there, man, you get a match like that where the outcome's really in doubt. You go ten minutes, let them have a really dramatic finish. Why wouldn't you? Yep. Why wouldn't you do that? Why don't you do yep. that on TV? I know. Uh, after that, you have Bailey celebration of SmackDown Women's Champions. Was there something before this? Because I think I went. And got there was a couple
4: it. throwback segments. Okay. There was Edge and and Hogan win the tag titles. Oh yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then Brock and Big Show, do the superplex spot that destroyed the ring. Destroyed the ring. Okay, I remember that.
3: Uh, so she says, "I'm not here to talk about myself." She talks about herself. And then says, I'm not here to talk about herself, because she keeps on reiterating that she's the greatest and longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion in history. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm here to pay tribute to some of our fellow Women's Champions. She said, uh, the ones that led us with smiles on their faces, put their bodies in the line for us. Let's pay tribute. And then she goes up to the Tron, and first we've got Alundra Blaze, Medusa. She says she's an OG. Jacqueline, killer in the ring. Uh, she says she keeps comparing, and she mentioned, you know, she says she held the, cha- the Women's Championship twice, you know, I held it once, but for a consecutive 340 whatever days. Uh, and uh, she goes down the list: Lita, Trish, Ivory, Beth Phoenix, Molly Holly, and then she mentions Bianca. And she says, "You know what? If she's not careful, she end up she'll end up like all the others, not on Bailey's level. I'm only looking out for her. I see insecurity when I look in her eyes. I'm gonna be her first and last challenger because I'm gonna beat her at backlash and show the WWE universe." I was right about her all along, and then Bianca Belair comes out.
4: Yes, and says uh, she says to Bailey, uh, "You just you just can't let me be champion, huh?" Says like it or not, uh, I'm living my best life, and it's only gonna get better at Backlash. And she says, uh, "Bailey, you wish I was insecure because it's her confidence that bothers her. It's her confidence that empowers her and her fans." She says, "Thanks for your concern, but maybe uh, you should be worried worrying about yourself." Uh, Bianca says she's on her way becoming the longest reigning champion. And if Bailey thinks she's concerned with anything other than winning, uh, then Bailey cuts her off, starts laughing, tries to do a double leg takedown, Bianca blocks, uh, lays into Bailey in the corner. Beals her across the ring, hits a drop kick, but then Bailey hits a boot, gains the upper hand, starts yanking on Bianca's ear and her earring, rams her into the corner, uh, stands on Bianca's braid, stomps on her, and then hits a rose plant. Yeah. Uh, after that in the hallway,
3: Jimmy calls Jay a bitch said it just used to, you used to be just us. And Jay says, dude, we're family with Roman. He does a lot for us. We're stronger together. Uh, he says, uh, he says, I need you. I said, if you asked Roman, if you needed him, if you needed him, he would say, no, I'm always here for you. We need each other. You talk about, you want to talk about family, Roman reigns, universal champion. How about Jimmy and Jay tag team champions? Uh, that might be some foreshadowing for what we saw Could next, be. because Rey Mysterio and his son Dom came out. So, did they say? oop, there goes my camera. Did they say why they were headed out? Was it always supposed to be for a match with Dolph? Because like commentary made it sound like Dolph came out, ran him down, and then Dom accepted the challenge or Dom challenged. No, it was, Dolph. Sp- it
4: was supposed to be it was supposed to be Rey versus Dolph. And oh, then Dolph oh, comes okay. down. They did okay. advertise that. They, okay. they had a card before commercial. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, All right. And then, uh, and then Dolph starts running down. Dom mm-hmm. says, You don't belong in this ring, in this industry, or this company. You're nothing but Ray's little kid. Says, Now get out of this ring so the men can handle their business. And then Dom leans over to Ray and Marlon, you just know, assume, Hey, Dad, I want to do this. Ray says, Sure. Have at it. Uh, and then Dom uh, gets the win, reversing a suplex into a cradle to get the W. Yeah, the surprise went off the veteran, Dolph yeah. Ziggler. Uh, yeah. So there you go.
3: After that, we had a recap of Tamina on Talking Smack. Uh, and in advance of her match against Reginald, he had an interview there at the Curtain. Uh, and he basically puts over Shayna and Naya Says he's going to enjoy some spirits tonight after his match when he knocks the spirit out of Tamina. Uh mm-hmm. this is sort of a typical Reginald match, Reginald intergender match. He does his his gym routine stuff, his fun flippy oh, flippy fun. stuff. Yeah, no, I, I love though. these matches. They're a lot of fun. Tamina gets him on the verge of a loss, though, goes upstairs to uh to 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 drop the splash on him, but Naya and Shayna attack. Ref throws the match, DQ win for Tamina, Natty tries to help, but they both get beat up. Uh Shayna stomps Tamina's arm. And uh, uh, Nia hits a nasty looking Simone drop into the barricade, the barricade on the outside. Yeah, that, that was, like it was rough.
4: There's there's a couple bits before this. Uh, there was a, a throwback to Arnold on SmackDown '99. Yeah, I, I, for, I forgot about it, but he he backhanded slapped Triple H. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, I just remember <sharp> that he was the box I'm the box office champion of the world. Yeah, he was holding the title up, and he hands Stone Cold a chair. And then uh, Triple H comes in the commentary. <sharp>
3: I just wish Backhand. that they had
4: actually made him like a custom box office championship. It was just Rather the than just deagle, the usual yeah. title with uh, it's like a, a dark blue mm-hmm. strap on it. Yeah. Um, and then also there's a quick little bit in the locker room with Roman where he's sitting there and Paul leans up next to him and he says to Paul, bring me my cousin. And then Paul says, which one? And Roman just stares at him. Mm-hmm. And Paul goes, okay, I understand.
3: Mm-hmm. He's like, this is a 50-50. <laughs> at this point, like, I guess I'll just flip a coin. <laughs> Make sure I get the right one. Uh, after that, we had a, a fun little bit of promos here from Apollo and his team. He's like, like my great grandfather, uniting soldiers in battle. Like five fingers, we are vulnerable, but together we fight. And then Big E gives a pep talk to his team. Uh, it's Ke- uh, 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 Street Profits point out that it's uh, Kevin Owens' birthday. And then Shinsuke Nakamura wants the smoke.
4: It was a lot of fun. And this is a really I like fun the match. Apo- I like the Apollo Cruz one because he puts over each one of his teammates except <laughs> until Sammy he gets Zane. to
3: Sammy, <laughs> and Sammy's like, "What?
4: Yeah, oh, Sammy great. really is great. He is great." So yes, we have ten man tag team action. Big E, Kevin Owens, uh, Nakamura, Street Profits taking on Apollo Cruz, Sammy Zayn, Alpha Academy, and Baron Corbin. Uh, there was a couple nasty spills in this one too that German suplex that Kevin Owens ate from Chad Gable yeah. on the floor. That and then shortly up. after that, that tope that Montez does on Otis. So I think Otis was a little too far back and had to kind of sprint up as quickly as he could to get in position for the tope. And so you had Ford flying in with a lot of momentum. He had Otis running with a bunch of momentum and it, just, it looked like a bad spill.
3: I feel like more and more that, that somebody really needs to start reteaching the art of catching people. I have seen so many people like just last week. Kofi, when he did his, his trust fall thing, dunk, you know, the thump, lands from the top to the floor. That's got to hurt. Yeah. And then and then half the time, uh, Montez just overshoots because he just, he gets so much, you know, gets so much air, dunk. These dudes just end up landing. Oh, sucks. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So Shinsuke and Sammy were the legal guys when all that stuff went down. Uh Shinsuke goes for a Kinshasa. Sammy evades. Uh and then does Shin end up so Sammy at that point, Sammy was able to evade like an uppercut. Corbin tagged Sammy without Shinsuke knowing it because he had been sort of hit. And then he comes back at him. And did he nail Sammy with a Kinshasa? And then goes for the pin, or he nailed him somehow with something, went for the pin. Corbin picked him up, gave him an end of days for three.
4: Yeah, I just, I just, I just noted here that Corbin hit an end of days on him. Mm-hmm. End of days, still a really protected move. Yeah, as it should be. It's a, a great, it's a great it's a, it's a unique finish. It is, yeah. Uh, now we're uh, back in Roman's private locker room. He's in there giving Jay the business. He's talking about how he's given much, a lot of responsibility. We do this for our family. We do it because we love each other. I love you, Jay, and I love your brother. And that's why uh, he wants to give uh, Jimmy the the chance to rise to the occasion. He needs to know where he stands. And we're about to find out right now. But first, commercial. Then an Eddie Guerrero
3: throwback. Yes. Where Vince got in his his lowrider and didn't quite like all the hydraulics going on there. No, uh, um,
4: and then we come back, and yes, it's it's Roman and Jay and Paul Heyman in the ring, and Roman says it's not how I division, envisioned this night going. It was simple. I bring your brother back, and then that's when Jimmy, Jimmy interrupts. interrupts. Jimmy interrupts. Then he says, "Where do you stand, brother? Brother?" He
3: says, "The hardest thing I ever watched was that I quit match. You wouldn't say it for nothing until the cousin until cousin drugged me in there and choked me out, and then you said it. I quit for me because you love me." You didn't want to see me get hurt now let's throw to some footage and they show the recap there i'm okay with that in this case because yes it was seven months ago you know yes that makes sense it wasn't last week it was seven months right ago. it was <laughs> a throwback yeah days. so uh so he said jay don't get hot of me for saying this but if it were me i never would have said i quit to you to roman
4: no matter what and then roman pipes up he says uh that's what this is all about you're still stuck in the past he says me and jay We've moved forward. I'm not gonna go back and forth with on this with you, Jimmy. It's simple. Fall in line. Stand with us and acknowledge me. Acknowledge. Or you could take his out you could take your ass home and we turns on the TV with sitting there with his kids. He can explain to them while he's sitting there and not out there with the tribal chief and the Uso. The Uso And so Jimmy walks out to the foot of the ramp and stops mm-hmm. there for a bit. Jay follows. And uh, he's like, he tells Jimmy, it's easy, just acknowledge him and we get back to doing our thing. And while Mm -hmm. that's all going down, Cesaro attacks Roman from behind. And Jay turns around sees it and he's trying to get in the ring and Jimmy's trying to hold him back. Jay breaks free, gets in the ring. Cesaro lays in the Jay. So Jimmy has to run in two. Uh, Cesaro hits Jimmy with an uppercut, follows with the neutralizer on Jay and then one for Roman. Yeah, Cesaro is like probably the best. This is like Cesaro's
3: moment right here Um, because Roman defies math so next week Roman's probably going to F up Cesaro and then Cesaro's still going to lose at Wrestlemania Backlash Um, I wonder if it's going to go down like this because Jimmy clearly sees that Jay has been unmanned by Roman I wonder if he'll approach Roman and say look dude I'll acknowledge you but stop treating my brother like a bitch he needs his confidence back and so we can win these tag titles treat him like a man he cuts a deal with him and he acknowledges him. Maybe, maybe I don't know maybe, because Jay maybe is a mess. Jay's a, Jay is a he mess. He is a mess,
4: and maybe uh, uh, Jimmy's angle really isn't so much uh, appealing to the family dynamic because obviously that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but appealing to uh, Roman's uh, business sensibilities, you know, hey, you have the title, universal title. Why not bring more gold? Yeah, into what we got going here. Mm-hmm. But I need I need Jay to be. Jay Uso, you know, not the right-hand man. I need him to be Jay. And to do that, as you said, you need to treat him with a bit more respect. Yeah, Give him his dignity back.
3: Then Roman might be like, why do I have to do that when I can just smash you? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And make you acknowledge me. Oh, man, this is a great question here to kick off our questions. Uh, Jorge D says, since this was a throwback SmackDown, which of these UPN shows... Should WWE revive wow. with SmackDown wrestlers starring in them? Star Trek Enterprise. Everybody hates Chris, which is actually a pretty solid show. It was. Or America's Next Top Model. I'm gonna throw the the actual answer in here. What was that uh, Jake Busey show?
4: Damn it! I I
3: didn't I didn't know I was gonna throw that out there, and I didn't know if you
4: would. Did you see that Chris Rock is in a, a Saw off movie? really yeah
3: that's awesome good for him he's yeah. got like a great sort of late career uh, he was
4: in the last uh, Fargo. season of Fargo we've been yeah. watching
3: it I know he's we we sort of honestly it, it wasn't as or it hasn't been as good as the previous seasons but it's still pretty damn good I mean it has a lot to live up to the, fir- the, the first couple seasons were great Um, let's see here Shasta McNasty thank you <laughs> do remember that. <laughs> oh, man. What was this show even about? Yeah, it aired. Yeah, it was the same time. 99-2000 season. Um... Yeah, it premiered with less than favorable reviews from critics. It was canceled after just one season. It did have 22 episodes. Uh, okay, so it focused on three friends who are part of the rap rock band Shasta McNasty. After signing to Defunct Records, the three f- friends relocate from Chicago to L.A. where they find out that the label has become defunct. Interesting. Yeah, that's just a couple Party of dudes from Chicago and L.A.
4: Don't remember that at all. Um. So what are the options again? America's next top model. Oh, the answer is Enterprise, of course. Maybe you can make
3: it better with the current uh, crop of WWE wrestlers.
4: You want a, a, a reboot of Veronica Mars? Um, oh, are you looking up other UPN shows? Whoa, the Love Boat, the next wave?
3: What? That's the answer. Hold on a second. Who are these people? Robert Urich was the captain. Did they have? They didn't. Did Did they have any other like originals in that show? The Love Boat. Nothing can top the original. That show was only on for a not. year. The uh the the next wave.
4: Yeah, not surprising. Fools. Uh, Bath and Body Works. I hope they have Jimmy conflicted for as long as possible with Jay, but consistently super kicking Seth because it's absolutely hilarious. It's pretty great. Seth is pretty great these days.
3: Uh, let's see here. All right, I'm going to take a look at our QA thread here on LePatreon.
4: Uh, yeah, Maggie, this is I absolutely love the interaction between Seth and Rome. It made them seem feel like equals, which was which I was curious about. How it'd be handled when Seth got traded this match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ooh, Bath and Body Works is an interesting idea. Set up Seth as a rival uh, gangster faction. I want to see Godfather's epic uh, consolidation of families at the end. Thankfully, they're not in RAW, or we see that recap 15 times. Oh man, I know, I know, I know. That would be pretty neat. Uh, let's see here
3: and. Uh, David Matušek, do you think this is one of those rare times when the retro-themed episode of a WWE show is actually good compared to previous shows of that ilk? I just feel like it was it was something that was like sort of in the background, some fun little throwbacks. They didn't jam a bunch of legends in there, have some awkward Legends Night thing. Um, it was just it was just a fun, you know, SmackDown was just continually hey, it's just a fun show. It's got good writing, good wrestling. They've got good wrestlers there. Uh, you know, they they didn't like think they didn't overthink it. Just like everything else, I feel like even Raw Legends night was like overthought and like yeah. rewritten at the last minute, you know? I know. Oh wow, this is a good question. Alex Foster, what would a throwback episode of going in Raw
4: be like? It'd be in the uh, be I'd in have the... to have more hair. Mm-hmm, yeah. Less grey in my beard. Yeah. Um We'd have to do the thing, the, the, the early episodes where we were with different cameras and cutting back and forth.
3: Well, that or Dan would be here, and it would
4: just be a card. Yeah, that
3: too. <laughs> that's yeah. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'd be
4: cursing a lot more. Yes. Uh, Lou says, uh, y'all making this hella painful washing so much more tolerable. I love all you guys to infinity and beyond. Holy heck.
3: Oh, that's nice. I know, Maggie. Did you see Maggie swoop in there? Supermod. Super mod? Did you notice that when we got that was weird? I never understand that stuff. I just
4: I just saw that scrolling Mm -hmm. through the chat here.
3: Yeah, um,
4: we got best mods, absolutely best. We
3: do have the best mods. All right, here we go. Dylan Haggett, nineteen ninety nine slash two thousand WCW, push keep Barry, Scott Steiner, Lex Luger, Sid. Okay, push Sid.
4: Push Sid what's I mean, the other two options
3: steiner and luger uh keep and bury you bury luger and you keep steiner that's the correct answer you mm-hmm. always pushed
4: sid
0: mm-hmm.
3: and then sid. Uh, he also has a couple more 2000 2001 wwf push keep bury rock stone cold triple h sorry triple h you're being buried yeah you're pushing and you're keeping the rock. It's, and stone 90, cold. it's
4: 1996 all over again for mm. for Paul Levesque.
3: <laughs> exactly, and then final one 1998 ECW Taz RVD Shane Douglas. So Sorry, I... Shane Douglas, you're getting buried. <laughs> no man.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's what you got to do. You push Taz. What's the other one Sabu? Sabu oh, you Sabu? put you push RVD. You keep oh, Taz. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, Shane. Sorry, franchise. Ha ha ha. Uh White Brownie wants to know what's more protected, end of days or one-winged angel. End of days. I actually want to look back on it and see if anybody's kicked out of it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. If anybody Somebody's ever has. Had, like you would think somebody has. But I don't know if they have. Um I mean, Laredo Kid kicked out of uh, a top row. It
4: was after it was after the three count. So I mean, barely. Did, bar- it was a triple A
3: fast three count. I got we gotta compare that to like other three counts.
4: Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Which current SmackDown wrestlers could do another version of the Stone Cold Booker T supermarket beatdown, and why is it Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? That would be pretty oh, great. Oh, man, yeah. That's totally good. That would be good. pretty great. That's totally good.
3: You know what I was thinking tonight when I saw, I think, Otis and, yeah, Otis went after Big E at one point during. Mm-hmm. I really kind of feel like they should have had, because Otis was had, either on the verge of or already turned heel with Alpha Academy when Big E won the title. I really feel like Otis should have been between who did Big E feud with? Oh, Sammy. I think it was Sammy between Sammy and Apollo. I feel like Otis would have been a good challenge for Big E, both Mm -hmm. big dudes. You don't have a crowd, so you don't have to worry about the crowd getting behind Otis, which they might do because Otis is pretty funny. Um, they could have had some fun stuff because Otis is, a, is actually a really good wrestler yeah. and you beef up Big E's title run a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just, just sort of enter my mind. I was like, Oh, that could have been a good feud, but
4: he's not the yeah, champion fun. anymore. You know, well, he'll, he'll probably get the title back. Probably. Uh, night by night. Recently, you were contacted by the one and only captain crunch. He's mm. decided to sail a ship down the Sacramento river to help promote his crunch berries in your area. He's hired you as part of his crew, but you need more help. What SmackDown superstars do you ask to join the crunchy crew? Oh, man. Who's your first mate? Yeah. Well, I can't say Daniel Bryan because he's not a SmackDown anymore.
3: He's not in WWE anymore. I feel like. Uh, well, my right hand man, BJ.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say Jay too. Maybe some time away from Roman will do him some good. Maybe yeah. some time on the open seas Up uh-huh. clear his mind, or at least yeah. on the Sacramento River, yeah, and clear his mind. Yeah, my Jay. my my uh,
3: head of whatever they would call head of security on a boat would be Apollo. He seems
4: good. very like you know war centric now. Good. Good. Uh, Oradile Romans should put a. Oh gosh, never mind. <laughs> I didn't even see that one, so I won't even bother. Um, it's a storyline idea. It's, it's, it's a turn that the WB wouldn't do. Oh, okay, all right. That's. Uh,
3: let's see here. Oh, okay, this is a good one. White Brownie says, "With SmackDown, this is a good. This is a good one. With SmackDown throwback being the topic, who are the modern SmackDown six?
4: So." modern Smackdown. the modern label. smackdown set roman yeah yeah it's roman it's
3: i feel like it's roman seth bailey sasha bianca and i would have said daniel bryan
4: yeah i know but I he's gone stuck on, who, on who to that include instead of Dingo Brian.
3: I mean, it's sort of like it's a rotating sixth spot with whoever Roman's opponent is now, and that's right now Cesaro. Cesaro, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maggie <See> Cesaro. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh John Elite, who does AEW need more, Samoa Joe or Mickey James? Samoa Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe. He's a he's a needle mover. He's a true needle mover. <laughs> uh Jackson Storm book Willow versus The Fiend. Man, you Jeff know I Hardy didn't I didn't see Willow. a whole lot of Willow.
3: I just saw like little bits and pieces of Willow or like Itchweed. I don't really know a whole lot about them. Um, I imagine music's Firefly involved. Funhouse
4: match and, and like they just start going through their various persona. Yeah. He gets attacked. I
3: mean, they all have like face paint and stuff, so like he gets attacked by like indie wrestlers dressed like Willow and Itchweed and stuff. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Lou says washing's done, everything hurts. That's how you know you got a decent little workout in though,
4: you know? Mm hmm. Uh, King CTM earlier WB put uh, most epic Kevin Owens moments. My favorite was him joining Team Ciampa in war Games. What former NXT star would pop up for most would you pop more, sorry but pop most for joining a war Games team as a final surprise entrant do uh, one uh, each for the men and women's please Um, what former NXT star would you pop for the most wait what was the example provided Kevin Owens joining Team Champa.
3: Oh, former NXT. Okay. Oof. Uh
4: okay. If Alistair came back to to get in a war games match. Woo!
3: Oh, there wasn't even an Alistair
4: segment tonight. Mm. They could have done a throwback Alistair segment where he's just in the boring room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a throwback to a year ago. How about this? So you get Alistair and then for uh uh you have all four of the four horsewomen return to NXT to take on another team. That's good. I like that. That's good. Uh Hugh Longheavy uh, Vince McMahon calls you and demands you tell him the secret to creating Rawgate, or I'll have one of his wrestlers figure it out for him. Do you tell Vince how to create Rawgate or what superstar do you recommend to him? No, because Rawgate shouldn't exist. It's 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 a horrible, horrible device. Oh, Rawgate's
3: Rawgate's great. It's revolutionary. Um, you know, you can get clones and Uh, All sorts of cool stuff going on.
4: You also people go into it. Don't come out. It's not. good. They do
3: come out in the form of Rawgate Mutant, who is the greatest creation in the history
4: of all mankind. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Bath and Body Works. What trope would you rather uh, have rather they threw back to tonight than graphics? Honestly, them having a running storyline throughout the entire show was a throwback because everything lately is so separated from each other. Uh, Seth's feud popping into Romans' top 90s throwback style. Yeah, anytime they have multiple storylines crossed over, it just makes the show more interesting.
3: Oh, yeah, or for sure. Yeah,
4: yeah. Seth Seth, sort of
3: getting involved in stuff. They should always be doing stuff like that. I know. You know, I know. Too Yeah, too often it just all feels so disconnected. Um. This is a good question here. We'll end with this one. Diehard Homer says, Everyone always says, So-and-so is this generation's Stone Cold or The Rock. Who is this generation's Booker T.?
4: Someone who, stellar tag champion.
3: Okay, so you want to go that specific?
4: A okay. great singles career as well, yeah. But also, you know, you know, like Booker T across the board did fantastic character work, you know? I mean, I feel like
3: it's Big E. Um, whether or not... Okay, this is kind of a... But okay, is there anybody like Big E but who has had... An established, solid solo run, because he hasn't yet. He has a run, oh, yeah, no. but it's not like, oh, Seamus is a good. Seamus is a good, but he didn't start as a as a tag guy, who's somebody who started in a tag team. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't
3: know. Mm, I hesitate to say Kofi because he's back in a tag team. I mean, Edge is a little old. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ricky's Ricky Scary says Dominic. All right, with that, we're going to go. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Frendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade,